Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Undecided Podcast. I'm Logan. And I'm Natalie. And this is our very first episode. Woohoo! And we're currently sitting in our apartment. It is 9 p.m. We have an Aperol spritz, the best, in our hands. <laughs> so, Natalie, how did you and I meet? And how long has it been? So, we met each other. How long has it been? About six years ago? Six yeah, years ago. Which is crazy. Through Logan's ex. That's a story for another time. (laughs) Who was my roommate at the time. And he was dating Logan. And she would always come over. And (laughs) because she was there so often, we became friends. (laughs) We'd hit the club. Partying at One Oak with a vodka cranberry in our hands. And that was the life. Um, So... In this episode, I think what we'll each do is we will tell a little bit about ourselves and our background. And But first is the name, Undecided. Well, I originally had the epiphany of the name because my sister McKinley is undecided in college. She has not decided on a major. And I just thought like, well, that would be a good podcast idea kind of interviewing people about how they got to where they are, what made them want to do it, when they were undecided about it, and what made them make the decision. And I think Natalie and I are in very similar yet different places in our lives where we're both trying to figure out our careers. So we both have that same perspective. We also have a different perspective because we're doing different things and kind of different things, different industries. And Natalie (laughs) has a a degree in philosophy, and I have a degree in marketing, and neither of us are using them. So, no, that's great. <laughs> yeah. I, when I left college, I was very confused about what I was going to do with my life. And I had a bunch of big dreams. I was going to go to law school, and then I didn't, and then I was going to be a pop star, and then I didn't do that. <laughs> and there's been a lot of these great ideas along the way. And each one I kind of didn't accomplish. And yet. 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 And I think a lot of it is not even that I tried and failed. It's that I kind of just didn't try at all because I am constantly asking myself, wait, is this what I should be doing with my life? Oh, no. Am I going down the wrong path? And so because I don't know what to do, it's kept me from kind of doing anything And so I think my biggest thing that I would want to help others with as well as myself is to lessen that confusion and kind of figure out like, okay, this is the plan. I can do this. Let's move forward and let's get it done. And I come from a similar place where I have a million different things going on. I'm a photographer. I create content on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. Now we're starting a podcast. I also wanted to start a food blog that took like seven months to get up from the ground. (laughs) And then when I started TikTok, I was like, I should do a fashion blog. So I tend to do a lot of different things at the same time. And I think really being able to focus on just a few things really well is very important. But that's not Mm -hmm. to say you can do – you can't do a million different things. You can do a million different things that you're really good at and still be great at all of them. But what I want people to get out of this podcast is – being inspired by different people and different backgrounds and what they do for their careers or in their lives. 
and kind of get inspired by them in their own life and taking away certain things from each person that they can apply to themselves. Now we're going to talk about how we got to where we are (laughs) sitting at this round table right now. (sighs) Kick it off, Natalie. I grew up in San Diego and I moved to LA about six years ago to go to school. And I went to Loyola Marymount in Westchester. It's funny because I went into school undecided. I was undecided about my major. I ended up choosing my major based off of the fact that I had a crush on my (laughs) ethics professor. And so I thought, oh, (laughs) would love to see more of these guys. (laughs) Which I did something very similar too, but in a little bit different way. (laughs) Which is so funny because that's not how you should choose a major. But that's how I did it. Yeah, so I studied philosophy. And like I said, I was going to be a lawyer. And then I decided to stay in L.A. because I wanted to pursue music. Which she won't say it, but she has an amazing voice. (laughs) She sang in church choir. She's I did sing in church choir. A great singer. I get nervous about going after something. So I tend to just kind of hold myself back. I met Logan. I decided not to go to law school. I decided to pursue music. Logan and I ended up becoming roommates. I've only put out one song. (laughs) And now I work at a music studio. (laughs) Newly, newly. And I flip furniture on Facebook Marketplace for, you know, that side hustle. Gosh, what else do I even do? Oh, and I'm trying to develop an app. We'll see where that goes. Trying to. That's what you want to do. I'm trying. I really want to develop an app, but... That's kind of a process. So as you can see, so I'm all over the place. So now let's talk about Logan. (laughs) Wait, bringing it back, what made you want to be a lawyer? And like, what made you think, okay, I'm going to do philosophy and then I'm going to go to law school. What kind of lawyer did you even want to be? My biggest motivator when I first got to college was I wanted to make my parents proud. So I thought, what is – the field that makes the most money that I can realistically do that would make them very proud of me. (laughs) So I picked – I wanted to be a doctor, but I am not cut out for that. (laughs) So then I thought, oh, I honestly chose philosophy because of that professor, and I learned to love the subject. And then I realized, oh, a lot of philosophy majors end up being lawyers. They all go to law school. So I thought, oh, that will make my parents very proud, and that will make me – a successful person. So I guess that's what I should do. And then when it came to actually going, I just really didn't want to. I wanted to do entertainment law. And then um, when I really thought about it, I just wanted to do the entertainment without the law part. (laughs) You probably would have gotten jealous, like drafting up these contracts for like people in the industry and being like, oh, that sounds nice, doesn't it? Yeah. And I always thought if I don't pursue music, I'll regret that I did, that I didn't. So I might as well just do it. So I've released one song in four years. So I'm doing great. Well, there's a little more <laughs> that goes into that. But hey, it's a great song. Go stream it on Spotify. So yeah, Logan, you tell us how we got here. How well, this Fritz break. <laughs> I grew up in Arvada, Colorado, a lovely town outside of Denver (laughs) that I hated when I was growing up and I so desperately wanted to leave. And when I graduated, I 
my sister started modeling and she was traveling all the time and my other sister and brother were still in high school. So my mom basically hired me as a chaperone for my sister, Taylor. I was 18. She was 17. What a great chaperone I was. (laughs) That'd be so fun. And we traveled for about seven months and we went to like Sweden, Australia. We did fashion week in New York and Italy. And I really got to see the world. And I previously in high school, I took a film photography class and I fell in love with photography and had a great teacher who really inspired me. And I would do senior pictures for some people at my school And I would do these like little photo shoots in my basement with like a white sheet as my backdrop. And I would force my friends to like take these really cringy photos that I look back at now so bad. And I would have my sister model for me too and I would force her. And so when I was traveling, I would shoot some of her friends and just shoot random people on the street. And I really loved photography, but I didn't know how to make it, how to make money off of it. I would make, I think I charged people $150 for senior photo shoots. And I'd be like, that includes four looks and 30 uh, retouched edited images. Very good deal. (laughs) I know. And meanwhile, photographers in my town were charging like $2,500 for senior photos. So our six months of travel came to an end and I went to Colorado State University in Fort Collins for one semester And I was majoring in just business administration. It was just their basic like business introduction degree because I thought, I don't really know what I want to do. I know that I can't really get a photography degree because it's kind of useless right now. So maybe I'll just, I'll major in business because then if I'm a photographer, I'll eventually start my own business. So at CSU, I really got the college experience. I went to parties I had a roommate in a 300-square-foot room who was depressed and watched Netflix in her bed all day and was a vampire. And um, I just got really depressed there. Like, I hated being with people that were going to graduate Colorado (laughs) State. They were going to work at their dad's office, and they were just going to live in Colorado the rest of their lives. And so I begged my mom to move to Los Angeles because we had – visited there previously during summers and I had met this photographer who was managing my sister as a model and I was like I want to do what he does I just want to shoot people all day and be creative and work with creative people so she took pity on me and they said I could move to LA if I went to college there so I found a community college near Calabasas where I would be living And I applied, and I think I got in like two hours after I applied because that's just how community (laughs) colleges work. They're like, we'll take anyone. And it was called Pierce College, if anyone knows where that is. I moved to LA, and I started interning for this photographer. And I worked for him for like maybe a year and a half, two years, just for free. I would retouch all his photos. I would assist on photo shoots. And actually, he really taught me like retouching skills and organizing photos and all that stuff. But he was also just a bad businessman. He was a little shady, took advantage of people, wasn't a great guy all around. And so after a while, I started interning for this magazine called Darling Magazine, which I think is just a media company now. And they 
really taught me a lot because I would be on set with so many different photographers and I would just watch what they do and how they direct people. I would email modeling agencies and ask if I could shoot their new faces, which were the models just starting out, which normally you don't get paid for, but it's to grow your portfolio and kind of shoot different models and they get to learn with you. So I was doing that for a while. And meanwhile, all these people started getting huge on Instagram, like blowing up all these bloggers and influencers, like maybe four or five years ago, started getting big and started making money. And I had a slight following from my sister who has a very large following. And about two years ago, I was just so burnt out with photography. I had been shooting for free. I had been starting to make money, but it was hard. And I just decided one day, you know what? I'm going to see what this whole Instagram thing's about. I have a following a little bit. And I went on Bumble Biz and I looked for another photographer who would shoot with me. And I would shoot them for free. And I found Jess mm-hmm. Rocco, which she will be on this podcast very soon. And we sat down and she, I think she had 30,000 followers at that time and I had 80,000. But mind you, I know people probably have talked about this behind my back. Most of my followers are from my sister, but I never took advantage of it. And I just kind of was like, whatever, like I'll take the summer. I'll just do it and I'll see what happens. So I started posting like cute photos of myself and outfits. And before this, I literally never posted my face. I would post like partying pictures, a random palm tree in the (laughs) sunset. (laughs) Like I had this thing that I I was like, I'm not going to post myself. That's stupid. I'm only going to post cool photos. That's hilarious because look at you now. <laughs> Literally only posting photos of myself and my face. <laughs> I never posted my face. I was like, I'm too cool for that. Wow. So I did it and Jess told me like different websites where I could connect with brands on and I started getting paid and I was like, whoa, this is pretty cool. Like I can just take a photo of a brand that I actually like, post it and get paid. Like, this is sick. So I did it for that summer. And then after the summer, I went back to school and I wasn't inspired by photography anymore, but I really liked doing social media because you could be creative with just yourself and not have to deal with other people wanting to look at all the photos and like I was getting to the point where like if I have to shoot one more person who is like talking about their body and how much they hate it and like asking me to retouch everything about them, I was like, I'm just going to quit. Like I, I can't do this anymore. And I was kind of shooting with influencers at the time and of course none of them paid or they paid very little and I just really couldn't support myself with photography, but I could make a little money on the side in school on Instagram. So that really became a passion of mine. So around the time that I started taking Instagram seriously, this magazine that I had previously met the owner from this photographer that I interned, Amy, reached out to me to go on an influencer trip and be their photographer. And when she emailed me, they were originally supposed to go to Patagonia, South America, to this really cool like camp and do all this crazy like hiking and stuff. And I was like, oh my God, this is like what I've been waiting for. Yes, I'm going. The trip got moved to Panama instead of Patagonia. And I went on it and it was the most incredible trip ever. There were four like influencers there that I shot and I actually met one of my really good friends to this day, Hendrik. I had been waiting to be re-inspired by photography and that's the trip that really like got me inspired again. 
So I started traveling with him every single month. We would go these amazing destinations. I went to Turkey, Istanbul, Cappadocia. We would go to Mexico all the time. I went to Africa last year with them. And I would shoot these influencers, but it would be in such a creative way because it was an editorial. So it really was us collaborating. It wasn't just them being like, oh, shoot me in this spot for my Instagram. I would kind of be able to be creative with them. And so I started really loving photography again. And I was doing Instagram kind of half and half at that point. And I'm pretty much still doing both photography and Instagram work. But then when TikTok started, I started Mm -hmm. posting during quarantine and I would post these stupid videos. And Jess was like, you have to start posting. It's the easiest way to grow. And I was like, what is F? YP meme. I I don't understand what the for you page means. So one day I decided, you know what? I'm just going to do like a bikini video and call it like flattering bikinis for a size six. I just like had an idea and I was like, I'm just going to do it. And it got a lot of views and it got a lot of comments being like, oh my God, this is my body type. I've never seen my body type on social media before, all this stuff. And so I kept doing those videos and they started to like blow up a little bit. And these girls all started following me. And they would message me and be like, oh, my God, I've never seen anyone that looks like me on TikTok or like social media. None of the bloggers look like me. I can't relate to them. And I was sitting there like, yeah, I can't relate to them either. Like I gained a little bit of weight because I had a stressful year where I broke up with my ex. I started dating my best friend. We'll get into that (laughs) eventually. And it was just a really stressful year. So I put on a little bit of weight and I just was so down on myself and I had extreme body dysmorphia. And I started posting these videos and it really helped me and I could see that it was helping other people. So TikTok is really where I feel like I've created a community where I can really relate to or as Instagram. Yes, a lot of my followers are from my sister. I'm sure anyone that knows me has thought that at one point and that's totally fine. But I did kind of take advantage of it and make it work for me. It was just sitting there and I was like, well, I'm just going to do something with it. And through TikTok, I've I've never once connected any one family to me. It's all just been me relating to other people and growing that way. And so I'm really at a crossroads right now where I can be a full-time photographer or I could be a full-time content creator. And right now I'm kind of doing both. Like, do I want to shoot other people or do I want other people to shoot me? Do I want to be on both sides of it or do I want to choose to be in front of the camera or behind the camera? So that's kind of where I am right now. And... I've, of course, wanted to start a food blog in quarantine and a fashion blog. And those are also very full-time type of careers. Like blogging is no joke. Like it takes a while. And I'm not a great writer. So I kind of like to do everything. But I think the most important thing in life is follow through. A lot of people have really good ideas and they don't follow through. Or I'm at a point in my life right now where I really want to follow through on everything and see where it takes me. So... That's my my whole spiel. It's a good place to be. Hopefully it made sense. It does make sense. And that's what I think is cool about this podcast is when we interview different people, I think Natalie and I will also be inspired by them and take certain little tidbits from them and put them in our own life. Mm-hmm. And I hope you will as well. Yeah, because I want to follow through too. And I don't really follow through on anything. Except for one song. Except for one song. In four. <laughs> and I gotta start following through. Yeah, that's the thing. Cause I think you have such a cool idea for the app. I'm not gonna say it because I don't want someone to steal it. 
but she has a really cool idea for this app. And if she can follow through and do it, I think it would be a billion dollar idea. Anyone can have a billion dollar idea. It's whether you freaking do it or not. Like think about the girl who made the mop, like that movie Joy, that, you know, that stupid mop that they used to sell on like QVC and they made a whole movie about it. No. Okay. Well, I think it was a mop. (laughs) But she just (laughs) – She made a mop and she got huge. Yes. She's like a millionaire. I will say there's that other show about the woman who created like this hair care line and didn't give up. It's all about just not giving up. Yeah. But people who have really successful businesses have like 10 failures behind them. Yeah. They're relentless. Yeah. They just keep going and they learn from every mistake, which I think is the most important thing. Yeah. Because it's pretty easy to make a mistake – as I have in many of my <laughs> attempts at starting a career. And then I get scared. I'm like, oh, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> like my whole – that whole thing that I was working on with the producer, I was like trying to create an EP mm-hmm. and that ended up crashing and burning. And there was like an awkward falling <laughs> out there. And I just thought, oh my gosh, I can't do music. I suck and all my mm-hmm. contacts hate me now. And I just like can't do it anymore. But that's not true because he's not the only producer and those people aren't the only people in the industry. And that's very true. But also, you have to learn to take criticism well because yes. Natalie put her song on a couple – or <laughs> what is it? Sent- I applied to, yeah. for it to be put on like a couple playlists and the feedback was not great. <laughs> Which is not – it's not going to be great all the time. And I – I need to go a little bit easier on myself because some of the feedback wasn't awful. It wasn't like they didn't like it. They were just kind of like, this doesn't fit our playlist. And it wasn't even about you. It was about kind of the producer who produced it. Yeah. And yeah, it was like a, a like, couple no, different my comments. <laughs> and some of them were like, one of the comments wrote back and was like, this voice is just average. This voice is average. This this is nothing special. The vocalist is nothing special. But I'm sure someone has said that about Adele. Be like, "Mm, she's not great. In the beginning of her career, like Katy Perry was doing Christian music. That's true. So Everyone starts somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. But I hope that didn't – I mean, I feel like it did deter you a little bit because you haven't worked on music since. (laughs) It deterred me a little bit. I'm not going to lie. You just got to push through. Yeah. It's about not giving up and – Keep going. Mm-hmm. So I think that the people that we're going to interview on this podcast are going to be examples of that. Mm-hmm. And we're going to learn about their struggles and the hurdles that they had to overcome yeah. and how they got to where they are now. And interviewing people who are still struggling and yeah. seeing kind of where they're at and why they are undecided. <laughs> yes. Undecided like myself. And my dear sister, McKinley. (laughs) Maybe by the end of this podcast, I'll go back to law school. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) We shall see. (laughs) No. So something that we want to ask everybody that we interview is what they wanted to be when they were a child and kind of compare what their childhood dream was to what they ended up being as an adult. So I'm going to ask Logan that right now. <laughs> what was your dream job when you were a kid? I remember I wanted to be a chef because I would watch Food Network all the time and I just thought it was the coolest job. And I mean, mm-hmm. I guess I'm kind of doing a little bit with the food blog because I do love to cook. I've always loved to cook. But God, I wanted to be on the Food Network like 
freaking Rachel Ray 30 minute meals. Oh, <laughs> I loved her so much. I mean, you're almost there. You do cook a lot. <laughs> yeah. You do a food blog. So you came closer to achieving that than True. you would think. All right. And what did you want to be? Oh man, mine changed all the time. But I remember for a long time, I wanted to be a veterinarian. Because I loved animals. Wait, but you're actually kind of doing it because her and her mom breed puppies. So <laughs> so in a weird way, I kind of did become one because I have <laughs> delivered oh maybe like God. 20 puppies in my life. That's crazy. Cut the umbilical cord, oh. opened up the little sack, oh. watched them take their first breath. Nope. No, thanks. But no. that's the extent of my veterinary career. Well, you're pretty close, to be honest. <laughs> we both, both got kind of close to our close. childhood dreams. Good for us. Dreams do come true, guys. <laughs> dreams really do come true. <laughs> so at the end of every podcast, we are going to ask the person we're interviewing what they are undecided about at the moment, and we will answer that question right now. And I think we'll probably answer every episode. Yeah. I think it'll be interesting. I think there's always something to be undecided about. Yes. Okay, Nellie, you go first. I am currently undecided about mostly my dating life. And I am undecided about YouTube. I don't know if YouTube. I want to keep doing YouTube. <laughs> oh, God. Vlogging. Well, that is something to be undecided about. <laughs> Do I? Should I keep doing it? I feel like no one watches my videos. Guys, go subscribe to my YouTube channel. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm subscribed to your YouTube channel. Oh, thanks. You're my... One of my very little viewers, very small viewers. Next week for our first interview guest, we will have the one, the only, Taylor Hill, my sister, Victoria's Secret model and model for other things. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to get into everything behind the scenes of her life, how she started modeling, what she really thinks of the modeling industry. So we are going to end it there. Yes. And I hope you guys tune in for more episodes and please subscribe, give us some feedback and um, follow me at, at Logan Ray, R-A-E underscore Hill. Natalie, what's your Instagram? Natalie M N A D A L E E M. Great. And <laughs> we are currently trying to get an Instagram handle for this podcast, but if you have feedback, please go comment on either of our Instagrams and leave us a five-star review, even though we haven't started yet. Woo! Yes. <laughs> Sounds great. Thank you. Bye. Bye, guys.